Hey there, welcome to episode 29 of the Boob Report podcast, powered by Helix Interactive. Today, I'm hanging out with Dr. Barb Hewson. She has literally helped thousands of people in her career and now utilizes her experience to design and develop the education arm of the Becky Baker Foundation. Let's get started. All right, we are very excited about our guest today. Uh, Dr. Barb is joining us to tell us a little bit about herself and also an amazing organization that she belongs to, the Becky Baker Foundation. Welcome. Thank you, Michelle. I feel so honored to be here. This is so exciting. I love what you're doing. So thanks for including us. Awesome. Um, so I'm the president and director of education for the Becky Baker Foundation. and. Becky is um, a gal who unfortunately lost her life to breast cancer, but she was diagnosed in 2013, found a small lump and um, decided to forego conventional treatment. And she lived another three and a half years beyond that. Um, and during that time, um, she, you know, changed her food and, you know, started really, she was very faith-based anyway before, but, you know, really started leaning on people for prayers and, um, and just her attitude, she'd wake up and say, I'm not going to die today. Um, and, you know, so she developed this laugh to live model that I'll talk about in a little bit too. And so, um, you know, she was able to extend her life, but sadly she did pass away and her husband, Rick at the time, who's our co-founder and executive director, decided to give away mammograms. So he started driving around the country and gave away a couple thousand mammograms all around the country by literally dropping off pens that said free mammogram wherever he ate or stopped and got gas and um, just talked to people about the importance of screening. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then he kind of put that to rest. And in 2019 applied for a 501c3. So we became official 501c3 right before the world shut down in early 2020. Oh. <laughs> Not the best timing. Yeah. That <laughs> Not the best timing. Oh my gosh. Crazy. So we got all excited, you know, we're going to get donations and we're going to give away screenings. And what we ended up doing later in 2020 was we thought, you know, we should do a golf tournament. Rick has a background as a, a golfer. And so we thought, well, that'd be fun. So we ended up calling the Broadmoor in Colorado Springs and they said, we would love to have you. Um, so that's kind of, we now have an arm called golf for prevention. So we have two tournaments this year. And then this year I'm also offering a retreat called prevention rocks. So I teach around prevention and we gift not only mammograms, but we've also added in thermograms. So we give people the option to choose which kind of screening. And it's really just to get people to start taking control of their health and really being aware. And I think, you know, Becky had found a lump a year before she did anything about it. Mm -hmm. And like a lot of people, we get fearful, we're nervous, we think, oh, it's nothing, or maybe it'll go away. Right. And right. You know, sadly, that did not happen for her. So, so that's what we're out there doing. I love the whole prevention thing, because I think, you know, that's, to a lot of what, you know, we find, um, I actually had been having mammograms regularly and then life got in the way we were remodeling our house, you know, this and that. And it was probably a little over two years since my last mammogram, when I went in to get mine and yep. didn't feel anything. I, you know, even though I had six tumors, you could not feel them on a self breast yes. examination. So the mammogram and the digital imaging really, you know, yeah. saved my life for sure. So, yeah. um, 
I am so incredibly in awe of what you guys do because the whole concept of this is getting the mammograms accessible for women who may not have access to them, correct? That's right. Yep. And and we'll have, um, so wherever people are, we, we are national. So we'll get calls, you know, hey, I'm in Kansas City. I need a screening. So what we do is we connect people to a center. You know, we'll find out if they want a mammogram or a thermogram. And then, you know, we don't collect any personal information about what's going on for them, but we, you know, we get their name and where they're at, and then we'll call a center close to where they are and just explain who we are and then say, Hey, you know, if you're interested or, you know, we have this person that's interested in a screening. So, you know, we're just going to connect you together and then we're out of it. Um, There are, you know, we've had a lot of situations where again, fear, I think, or anxiety, People don't show up for their appointments, Mm -hmm. they schedule, and then they don't come. Um, And so if somebody does show up and they have their appointment, then the center will call us and we will, you know, gift them uh, the, the, it's each screening is about $200, whether it's a mammogram or a thermogram. So that's always our measure too, for donations. It's like, if you donate $200, you could save a life. Um, So whenever we're looking at getting donations and, you know, a thousand dollars could save five people, men or women. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's kind of what we use as our measure, but yeah. So we just connect people to centers. And the other piece I put into place, gosh, about a year ago is I created um, what's called the commitment to prevention program. So um, for example, I just, I had a request this morning And so they'll indicate if they want a mammogram or a thermogram, and then they have to do an online course. It's, you know, there's a ton of information. Um, Becky created a model called laugh to live, and that stands for lifestyle, attitude, food, and faith. So I use those. Yeah. Those four components, lifestyle, attitude, food, and faith. And so those four components are the model that I use for teaching. So in the prevention program, I use those four areas. So I have people look at their eating, you know, what's in their food pantry? What's in their refrigerator? Are they reading labels? How are they sleeping? What are your vitamin D levels? Um, You know, how's your attitude? Like, you know, do you have support? Um, And then faith can be all sorts of things. It's not necessarily a specific religion based. It's hope and faith and, you know, whatever you believe in, that can be pretty powerful. You know, things that we think, about ourselves can really impact our health, right? So we want to make sure that we're bringing in lots of positive energy and pushing all the toxic stuff, whether that's food or not exercising or all these other things. So we just kind of look at the whole picture and people put together kind of a prevention plan. They literally, there's a a workbook and they write out their answers. They'll send that to me and then I'll interact one-on-one with them and just kind of, you know, talk about what they what they identified. And a lot of people that have done it have said, wow, like, you know, you think about this stuff, but then do you really think about it? And do you make changes? So I kind of tell people like, this is about like, take one little step, right? We know change is hard and we can't just say, I'm going to run a marathon tomorrow. Yeah. (laughs) Good luck. You know, if you're not a runner, that's not going to be an easy task. So it's like, okay, let's just, you know, let's start a walking program. And what does that look like? That's an easy thing to do from your home, maybe, you know, so it's small steps, but that's how we can make, make those changes. And the goal is it's like, I want to be a healthy person. And so what does that look like? And what do I need to do to get there? 
So I love that. I love that whole concept of that because I think for a lot of people, they're, you know, they want to be healthier. They want to yeah. take control of their health and their life going forward, but they don't know where to start a lot of I times. Know. You know, they really yes. don't. I mean, I before I met my husband, you know, I didn't meet him until I was in my uh, mid to late 30s. And I was single. I, you know, I didn't like to cook just for me. I mean, I did it occasionally, but I ate out a lot, you know, and yeah. then the first year him and I were together, he was uh, divorced with two kids. And he was like, I'm not going to be one of those fast food dads. So he had a five and six year old eating grilled salmon, vegetables and all of that. So I mean, my whole lifestyle changed when I started, you know, dating him and, and moved in with him and, you know, we got married. It's so he literally changed my lifestyle and habits for the better because yes. you know, he's like, I don't like the way I feel when I eat that crap. So, you know, that was a gift for me. <laughs> oh yeah. And we know, like, here's the thing too, that we know, and this is kind of scary. I just, we used to say like one in seven women get breast cancer. It's now one in five. Yeah. Yeah. The numbers have changed. And, you know, and I think the last couple of years didn't really help things. I know initially a lot of mammogram centers closed down, so we couldn't even send people anywhere. Right. Um, so, you know, that, that just caused probably some increases in breast cancer. I think we're going to see more cases. Mm -hmm. um, and breast cancer is also not like today you're fine tomorrow. You have it. It's something, it takes some time to develop. So, and we also know that only 5% of cancers are genetic. Yeah. which means, so even if you have the BRCA gene, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get breast cancer. Again, it's what do you do with your health? You right. know, are you really paying attention to the food that you're eating? Um, I keep saying food because that's our fuel, but it's so important. But all these other things, stress, um, and again, sleep is a big issue. A lot of people are like, I hardly sleep or I'm up half the night. Well, mm -hmm. our brains need sleep. Our cells need sleep. Right. Um, so really looking at like the whole person, which is, is more the integrative approach. Mm -hmm. And um, so just to really get, you know, we always say like, it's, you know, we want to save one life at a time and you make change like one person at a time. If I can get one person to say, whoa, I have got to change what I'm doing. You know, I'm not exercising at all. I'm watching TV all day. I'm, you know, I mean, I, we hear stories of all sorts of kind of bad habits, right. That, you know, right. we all have bad habits and, <laughs> but it's, you know, changing them is, is the hard part. So we're just trying to get that conversation going and try to stimulate some new thinking in people to really think about like, gosh, here's what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Maybe I should be doing less of this and more of this. So right. exactly. Well, and I, I think that anything leads anything you can do to help you lead a more healthier yeah. lifestyle. I, and I think a lot of times, and you probably have seen this a lot, Dr. Barb is, um, people are like, Oh, well, you know, then I have to change absolutely everything. And I have to do this and right. I have to clear out this, the baby steps and just yes. easing yourself into it yes. is going to create a better routine, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I think really thinking about, um, James clear who wrote atomic habits talks about, you know, who's the person that you want to be? Like we get focused, the example of weight loss, you get focused on, I'm going to lose 10 pounds, but it's like, what if you think about, you know, I want to be a healthy person. And what does that look like? That means I go to the gym four days a week and don't focus so much on, I'm going to lose the 10 pounds as I want to be known as the person that works out every day, or I'm going to run a marathon and this is what I need to do to do it. And so really thinking about, so thinking about like, I want to be a super healthy person. What does that look like? 
Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's a really cool way to think about it because then you're not so focused on like, oh my gosh, I have to like cut out, like you were mentioning, like eating out and I have to cut all these things out. And again, when people say I'm going to run a marathon tomorrow, who've, who's never been a runner, it's kind of hard and it may not happen. Right? right. So we all need time to make changes. And so thinking about like, what can I do? You know, like I want to be a super healthy person. What does that look like for me? Mm-hmm. You know, and everything's very individual. So for me, it means like, you know, I need to lift more weights. You know, I notice my muscles aren't as strong or I need to do some more walks and get fresh air and get outside. Cause I feel better and I sleep better at night when I do that. And so that's what it is. It's very individual, but just taking those steps is, is critical. And, you know, you know, when you hear the words, you've got cancer, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, what does that do? That just sets you into a downward spiral for a lot of people with emotions and, oh my gosh, I should have this. And why didn't I do that? And, oh my gosh, you know, we, then we get guilty and beat ourselves up for all these things that we've done. And it's like, okay, let's start now and move you forward in healthy ways. And we can really change the trajectory of all of this. (laughs) Right. Well, and I think that's interesting that you bring that up because I think for a lot of women, uh, not all women, but a lot of women, uh, myself included, is what did I do wrong? What did I do that I could have done better? So I was very hard on myself and very negative um, when I got my initial diagnosis. And it's it's just, it's something to, you know, that you have to work through. And I think for a lot of women, that's a really hard point to deal with initially once you get that call. Yes. And again, you know, for any of us, we could do the woulda, coulda, shoulda, Mm -hmm. but we can't change any of that. So again, it's really thinking about like, all we all have is right now. Like I just have this moment with you, Michelle, right now, like this is all I have later today. I don't know what I have, but right now I have this. So the old stuff, we can't do anything about that, you know? And so it's almost like, forgive yourself for all of that and let it go. And that's, that's the hard part, right? Because now today is what I have. So today I can go through my cupboard or today I can start a walking program or today I can have better habits before I try to go to bed so I can sleep better. You know, I can start a gratitude journal, any of these things like today I can start. And so that's what, you know, that's what I talk to people about is like, that was then, Mm-hmm. But we can, there's so much we can do to change moving forward. Like good health can be yours and we can get you there. So yeah. let's start right now. Like, what are we waiting for? <laughs> right, exactly. Well, and I think the thing for me, and, and I'm just going to be fully transparent here is I'll make plans. I'll be like, okay, April 1st, I'm right. going to start doing this. And then April 1st comes and I don't do it. And then I get hard on myself. So I've learned for me, don't say that I'm going to do it at this point, just do it, do Do it today. Even if I just do it for five minutes, just start today and do it. Yeah. 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 And again, like I want to be a super healthy person. What does that look like? And just start thinking in that way. Like I I deserve good health and I'm going to have it. And so what do I have to do to, you know, I've got to start looking at some habits that I've got or some things that I've been doing for way too long that has not been helping me. Right. And you know, again, our goal is we don't want anybody to hear you've got cancer. We don't want those words to fall on anybody's ears. They, you know, for a lot of people, unfortunately, they do hear that, but that's, that doesn't mean that's, you know, stop trying. Right. Again, there's so much you can do to like really write the ship and turn it around so that you can have really good health. And, and it's amazing when people start getting in that mode of like being really healthy and what that means for them. 
I mean, it can change so much in your life. It's, it's pretty amazing. Exactly. Well, just out of curiosity, because we just dove in and started talking about this, which I love. How did you get involved with this organization? This amazing. Yep, you bet. So Rick and I have been friends for a long time. And so we actually got married um, a few years ago now. And um, so Congratulations. after I did not I know. know that. Congratulations. Yeah, so after after Becky passed away, um, we start, he again, kind of put to rest what he was doing. He didn't have it as a 501 C3. And so um, we made it into a 501 C3. And then that's when I said, well, I'll do some of the education pieces. And, and I, and I can talk about this too, is I've, I've had both mammogram and thermogram, so I can speak to both of those. And so he didn't know anything about a thermogram either, which a lot of people don't. So I said, we should add that in as another option for people. So, um, so then we just started working together to really build this out and see if we could save some more people. That is amazing. Now, just since you brought that up, because I know, you know, all of us, all women, when we think mammogram, we're like, you know, it squeezes and it's not comfortable. So tell us a little bit about the thermogram. Yes, you bet. So thermogram, so a mammogram finds something after it's already there. Mm-hmm. So it's a diagnostic tool. And again, it doesn't always, if you have dense tissue, that's, a, that can be a problem. We need ultrasounds. We need, you know, further testing to be able to see through. And a lot of women have dense tissue. Um, a thermogram is, yeah, see that's, yeah. yeah. So like you said, you may not even feel anything is wrong. Yeah. Um, thermogram is a, we call it more of a preventative tool. It's an infrared camera. So you don't even get touched. <laughs> like you literally sit there and the camera, so it detects heat uh-huh. and it, and so you could see, um, you know, if you see like green or blue colors, that's good. That's cooler colors. But when you start seeing orange and red, that means something's going on. And right. then, and there's thermography centers around the country. Um, the, the thing is a thermogram is read by an MD. They're read by a doctor. So you actually get a report back that uh-huh. says, here's what we see. And, and they may warrant a mammogram after or an ultrasound, you know, kind of the, really the safest, the best combo would be a thermogram and an ultrasound. Uh-huh. Um, but an, it, it's great. Cause it's infrared technology. They use it in NASA. Like, you know, these are like really sophisticated cameras. So you, so it kind of detects there's something there. It's, you know, they're not going to say like you have cancer, but it's like, there's something there. We need to look a little bit further into this. Let's see right. what that is. Right. And it may not be cancerous at all. Um, you know, I've, we, I actually had a gal that I sent for a thermogram and she ended up having, she had a big lump and it was benign. So it wasn't cancer, but the thermogram picked it up and she knew, like she knew she had something, she could feel it. But right. she was, and she was petrified. She had young children. She was still breastfeeding a child. And she's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to die. She, you know, went to that space right away and had a thermogram done. And then she ended up having this lump removed and there was, it was not cancerous. So, right. you know, it, it's good to just kind of have, and the thermogram is very safe. You can have one done every day. Oh, it, there's, wow. okay. there's no, no safety concerns. And, um, you know, a lot of times if there is something kind of brewing, you a lot of times the thermographer will say, come back in three months. Let's, let's kind of, again, you kind of follow and just, you know, if you check and there's doesn't seem to be anything there, then let's kind of do some more thermograms along the way and just kind of see how this changes. Um, and, and again, changes after we've looked at your diet and, you know, after we kind of get some, some better health practices in place, 
it's amazing how some of that stuff can change. So, so again, we just give people the option. The best really is self breast exam. And uh, one question I wanted to ask you is how long has that been available for women to use the thermogram part? You know, it's, I think I had my first thermogram over 10 years ago. Really? Um, I don't know. That's a good question because I don't know the date. That's something I could look into. I'm not sure when they started using thermograms, but um, the, the cool thing too, is you can get um, just the breast, you can get, I've had a whole body scan done. Yeah, I have too. I have recently had a whole body scan done as well. Yeah. 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 And it's so interesting. And mine actually found some other issues that were going on that I've, you know, had addressed and it was like, well, that's cool. You know, like I didn't realize what was really happening. And so to have that data again, it's nice to have the baseline too. So if you go regularly, then you can, can see and follow and watch the changes. So, yeah. So thermogram is, and you know, and with the radiation, you know, there's always a lot of questions about radiation with mammograms. So there's nothing wrong with alternating around too. you know, have a mammogram one year and then maybe do a thermogram the next year or, you know, however you want to set it up. But just again, our, our goal is like, we want people to just really start paying attention and, you know, taking control of your health, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, you live in your body. And so, you know, your body. And I, I bet you, you've heard this from people too. A lot of women, they know something's wrong. Yeah. Like we know when something doesn't feel right, but again, we just, we, sometimes we don't want to say anything. We don't want to do anything about it. Like who likes to go to the doctor to get probed and, and poked and (laughs) that's not very much fun and (laughs) blood work and all these other things. So no, it's not, it's not, I, you know, and that's the thing. I mean, I was going back because I've heard so many women say that I knew something was wrong. I knew it. And uh, when I went in and, and had my mammogram after, you know, that time frame of, of not getting it. Um, and I got that call back because I have dense, well, I had dense uh, breast tissue and I went back for the, you know, the second one. And then they said, you know, we don't like what we see. We're going to send you in for the digital imaging. And yes. I did that, didn't like that. And then sent me in for the, uh, the ultrasound. And um, I, that entire time, I'm like, this is ridiculous. There's nothing wrong with me. Why do they keep sending me? There's no history of cancer in my family. So I think in the back of my mind, I was like, yeah, something's not right. But me being, I don't have time for this. This is not happening. What the front of my mind kept taking over. But it turns out that my surgeon told me that I probably had this type of cancer that I had no lumps. You can, you and I discussed this before we started recording. Um, I had six tumors and trust me, I was manhandled once they, you know, figured out that I had breast cancer and they could not feel them, could not feel them at all. So the type of cancer I had was invasive lobular carcinoma starts at the milk duct, works its way back in. And, you know, my surgeon was like, you've had this anywhere from five to 10 years. And I was getting regular mammograms. So it meant the thermogram may have made a big difference for me, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So again, like a combination of things is great. And again, to just really be consistent with checking yourself, right. You know, again, you, you know, learning how to like really feel there's a really cool tool called my breast friend. And I don't, I don't know if we've talked about Dr. V, Dr. Veronique uh-huh. um, Desaulnier, she has a website called Breast Cancer Conqueror. And okay. so she has these, and we're actually an affiliate with them, but it's called My Breast Friend. And it's actually like a silicone breast and it has several lumps in it. 
Uh-huh. And it comes with a video that trains you how to really feel, you know, and it's not just your breast tissue. It's like up here in your right. armpit, like there's the whole video that shows you how to really do a proper screening, but there's these little lumps in there. You can feel them. They're different sizes, different hardnesses. And, you know, I like, I've brought that to places where I've spoken. And I remember one day a gal was like, every OBGYN should have this. Like, I've never seen this tool. This is the, the coolest thing because you don't know what you're feeling for. And, you know, again, those people that might have lumpier tissue anyway, it's like, it's not always something when you find a little lumpy, you know, spot in your breast. So, you know, it's just good to have something like that. And again, that she teaches a lot around the breast self-exam. That's what Dr. V really focuses on. And um, she has a seven essential system, which is again, like toxic things in our environment. What's in the lotion that you put on your face? What's in your water? You know, do you sleep with your phone by your bed? I hope not. (laughs) You know, like, so she talks about all these different things that, um, you know, impact our health at a lot of different levels. And she's had breast cancer twice. So um, she's, and she's a trained thermographer. She's a chiropractor and she's also a thermographer down in Florida. So she's got just such a great program too, with her seven essentials system. But this, my breast friend is just a really nice tool to have on hands, you know, and share with people and say like, this is what it's all about. So I love it. Well, thank you for your suggestion for my yeah. next podcast guest. So I appreciate that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to um, just start wrapping things up, I know you guys have some events coming up with uh, the Becky Baker Foundation. If you want to share those, we'll also have links to those in the show notes for people. Yeah. Yes. You bet. So as I mentioned earlier, we got our 501c3 at not the best timing <laughs> and 2020 hit and so we thought, well, you know, we'll do a golf tournament. So we did our first one in 2020 and we sold out in about seven days. It was incredible. Um, and so we thought, hmm, maybe we're onto something. So that's one of the ways that we raise funds for screenings is through our golf tournament. So we have one May 18th, which is at Pueblo Country Club, where we're going to do something down south because they don't have a lot of resources as you know, we're more fortunate up in Colorado Springs and Denver. We've got a lot more facilities here. Um, so we're doing a, a tournament down there May 18th. And our our we also have a site, Golf for Prevention. Mm-hmm. So that's our um, site that houses our golf information. And then July 18, I'm running a full-day retreat called Prevention Rocks. Um, and that's at Cheyenne Mountain Resort in Colorado Springs. And we've got um, two thermographers coming. I've got all sorts of speakers talking about lifestyle and attitude. We're going to have nice, clean, healthy food. We're going to have yoga on the beach in the morning. We're going to have meditation, energizing exercises. We've got all sorts of really stuff, cool stuff planned. Um, and then the next day on July 19, we're having a golf, another golf uh, re, um, competition tournament at Cheyenne Mountain Resort. So July 18 and 19 are our events here in Colorado Springs. So Retreats for Prevention is that website. And um, again, we're, we're, we have silent auction. We're always looking for sponsors. We're looking for vendors at the retreat. So if there's anyone out there that wants to come and share their, um, their wealth of information or products or things like that, we would love it. But it's a full day to just really, again, focus on the prevention piece. And I'm hoping by the end of that day, people will start thinking about, again, what can I, you know, like, well, this lunch was so delicious. Wow, I should be eating more like this. (laughs) Maybe I can make quinoa salad at home, you know. (laughs) Right? 
Yeah, just show them examples through that. I think that's right. like, that's awesome. Well, yeah. that's so cool. And I, I'm looking forward to that. You and I discussed um, yes. being part of that on the 18th. So I'm I'm excited. We'll talk yes. more. But um, so thank good. you so much, Dr. Barr, yes, this was incredibly informative. And like I said, it's, I love to have people with your energy on and your dedication because we're all, you know, we're in this together. We need to help each other and, yes. you know, lead healthier lives. And um, even yes. if there is a diagnosis, really help women learn how they can get through this journey. That's right. And even, you know, if you choose standard of care, you still need to make sure your body's strong going yes. through that treatment. So again, all of that, and, and we never tell people you have to do this this way or that way, right. you choose. It's your body. You can choose how you wanna do treatment, but let's get some supportive activities happening. That's what we're all about with the Boob Report is integrative. You know, we need to be integrative, be open to integrating yeah. these, you know, treatments, prevention, all of that, because, you know, everybody's different. Everybody's body is different. So we need to figure out what works best for you. Yeah. So. Well, thank you for what you're doing. This is so great. I'm so glad to be here today and glad we made it happen. Yes, absolutely. Dr. Barb is such an amazing woman and her dedication to education and prevention for breast cancer is awe-inspiring. We have links and information where you can learn more about her and the Becky Baker Foundation on our website at www.theboobreport.com slash podcast episode 29 show notes. And a very big thank you to all of you for spending time with us today. Be sure to like and follow us and definitely share the podcast with your friends. You can become an active listener and support this podcast by clicking on the podcast link on our website at theboobreport.com. Take care.